RTHK, the news at one with Todd Harding. The headlines, newly qualified dentists may be required to work in the public sector in the latest move to ease a medical manpower crunch. There's support from patient advocates for a proposal to make it easier for nurses from outside the SAR to work here without taking exams. And an analyst says there's reason for optimism about loss-making Cathay Pacific as the mainland opens up and passenger traffic takes off. RTHK understands that the government is proposing to require newly qualified dentists to work in the public sector before moving into private practice, having already put forward the same idea for new doctors. The idea is to alleviate an acute manpower shortage in public dental clinics by requiring new graduates to start out as interns in the sector. The president of the Hong Kong Dental Association, Nelson Wong, says he understands that the ideas may cause anxiety to dental students, but he told a radio program that the proposed has not yet been finalized. Can we find a way that satisfies different sides? For example, can we change the curriculum so that students can do their internships in the public system as part of their courses? That way students won't need to work an extra year or two, three years, but they can also get different kinds of working experience while in government. A patients' rights activist has welcomed plans announced last night to allow non-local nurses to work here without taking a licensing exam. Alex Lam, chairman of Hong Kong Patients' Voices, says the shortage of nurses locally is so acute that some services are being cancelled, so the scheme wouldn't take jobs away from locals. However, he said a requirement that the new nurses work in the public sector for at least one year should be increased. If the, policy, the new policy is to allow the nurses to, to go away after one year, this is uh, contradicting to the, the, uh, the idea that uh, we want them to stay longer, to mm. come here to stay longer in the public sector, but not letting, uh, letting them go away after one year. Physiotherapists are calling on the government to set a clear timetable for a rule change that will allow patients to seek their help directly without going through a doctor. They note that a proposal to allow physical and occupational therapists to offer services directly hasn't yet been put to the Legislative Council, despite appearing in the 2021 and 2022 policy addresses. Chan Wong Yi is the president of the Hong Kong Physiotherapy Association. We don't know the time but we are expecting that something won't be linger on and on and on because it affects the whole system of the healthcare, and especially for people who are pending for treatment. An aviation analyst says the mainland's reopening will be a big boost to the fortunes of Cathay Pacific after the airline announced further losses yesterday of more than $6.5 billion for last year. Herman Tehr from aviation analytics firm Sirium said the carrier's main driver of growth was passenger demand and it had a crucial role to play in providing flight transfers to the mainland from the rest of the world. The outlook is actually quite promising, I would say, because if you look at that, we have a support from the governments, we have a free, uh, free ticket giveaway uh, to boost tourism and our borders are reopening, especially the China China uh, reopening will provide a positive impact and with a cafe uh, connecting the world with a China. So this is a pretty uh, important step for Cafe Pacific to uh, provide a transfer, a flight connection to the world. 
Overseas, the Ukrainian authorities have reported overnight missile strikes in several areas of the country. The Kharkiv and Odessa regions were among the places targeted by suspected Russian missiles. The governor of the Odessa region, Maxim Marchenko, said a mass missile attack had hit an energy facility in the port city, triggering power cuts. A U.S. congressional panel investigating alleged leadership failures during the American withdrawal from Afghanistan has heard from its first witnesses. A former U.S. Marine, Tyler Vargas Andrews, was wounded in a suicide bombing at Kabul Airport in August 2021, which killed 170 people. He said he'd seen the bomber only hours before the attack, but wasn't given the permission to shoot. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware, plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. Scientists have outlined a more efficient method of removing carbon dioxide from the air and storing it in the sea. The current filtering process is based on dissolving the CO2 in a solution that contains nitrogen-based compounds. The researchers found that when they added copper to the mix, they captured atmospheric carbon dioxide up to three times more effectively than current methods. Brian Gilvery is the chairman of Ineos Energy, one of the companies involved in the project. He says the process is safe. It will be injected 6,000 feet below the ocean. It will go into a reservoir which has stored and held fossil fuels under pressure for a very long period of time, over millions of years, that were then liberated in the 60s and 70s and 80s as the oil and gas industry built up in the North Sea. And we're now re-injecting that CO2 back into those same reservoirs. Police in the Georgian capital Tbilisi have used water cannon, tear gas and pepper spray to clear the streets of protesters, angered by legislation they say will restrict civil liberties. Tens of thousands of demonstrators gathered in the city centre for a second day. Yuka Kimaitze is one of the protesters. Again and again they try everything daily to take us far away from the European Union, from the European values, and we will show them that our will is just as equal as theirs and we love our freedom just as much as they love money and uh, Russia. The governing party says the foreign agents law will root out people working against the interests of Georgia. A U.S. Justice Department investigation has concluded that the police department in Louisville in Kentucky has routinely discriminated against black people. The probe was launched following the death of Breonna Taylor, a black woman shot dead by police during a raid on her home. The findings were announced by the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. LMPD uses excessive force, including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers conducts searches based on invalid warrants, unlawfully executes warrants without knocking and announcing, unlawfully stops, searches, detains, and arrests people, unlawfully discriminates against black people in enforcement activities. 
Japanese police have made the first arrests over a spate of incidents showing people carrying out unhygienic pranks at restaurants. The social media posts have sparked concern among potential customers in a country famed for its cleanliness. The BBC's Will Leonardo reports. Police in central Japan detained three people over a video of a man licking a communal soy sauce bottle at a branch of the popular sushi chain Kudazushi, where food is served on a conveyor belt. <laughs> the prank last month went viral, causing outrage online. It even led to fluctuation in the chain's share price. It's one of a spate of unsanitary attacks, known by some as sushi terrorism, that have caused disgust in the country. Other restaurants have also been targeted by people filming themselves touching sushi as it glides by on the belt and licking disposable chopsticks. One of those detained has reportedly apologised for his actions. Thousands of Turkish women have defied a ban on protests on International Women's Day and rallied in Istanbul for what they called the Feminist Night March. Police prevented them from reaching Taksim Square in the city centre, but allowed them to carry on with their march for a while, although later they used tear gas to disperse them. Yusul Ergakan is one of the women, many women who showed up for the march. I hope that this is the last year that we're facing the barricades that this is the last 8th of March where we're locked in the back streets. But hey, we women are still here. Police in Chile are searching for a group of robbers who tried to steal more than 30 million US dollars in cash at Santiago International Airport. Early in the morning, armed men in three vehicles crashed through an airport gate and headed for the cargo area. A prosecutor, Eduardo Baizi, described what happened. Cargo had arrived on a LATAM plane from Miami, valuable cargo that was going to be picked up by the company Brinks. Then these guys broke in, approximately 10 guys who were then repelled by security officers and the theft was avoided. It resulted in the death of a security officer and one of the people who participated in the crime. In the past six years, Chile's main airport has been hit by two similar heists. To sport and in football's Champions League, AC Milan's goalless draw at Tottenham saw them advance as Spurs failed to overturn a 1-0 first-leg deficit. The Italian side are into the quarterfinals of the competition for the first time in 11 years. Spurs had defender Christian Romero sent off late in the game for a second yellow card. The former Premier League striker Chris Sutton was at the game. Tottenham just did not perform. Such a disappointing performance from them. It was really flat in the final third, but I thought Milan came here with a swagger. They are a team who performed really poorly away from home this season, but Spurs didn't start well, didn't finish well, and this season isn't going to end well once again. They've taken a step backwards this season. Bayern Munich beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-0 in the second leg to reach the quarterfinals 3-0 on aggregate. Second-half goals from Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting and Serge Gnabry ensured Bayern's progression, while PSG exited in the last 16 for a second consecutive year. Ahead of tonight's Europa League last 16 first leg tie with Real Betis, the Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag is backing his standing captain Bruno Fernandes. The Portuguese midfielder was criticised for his behaviour and body language during Sunday's 7-0 Premier League defeat at Liverpool. Fernandes has worn the armband recently with regular captain Harry Maguire largely used as a substitute. He's playing a brilliant season, a really important role, why we are in the position where we are. But no one is perfect. Everyone has his mistakes and everyone has to learn. I have to learn and he will learn as well because he's intelligent. Uh, so, But I'm really happy to have Bruno Fernandes in my team and I'm really happy uh, that Bruno Fernandes is uh, Harry, not on the pitch, he's our captain. 
The biggest golf tournament outside of the majors gets underway today, the Players' Championship in Florida. There's a huge prize purse, but once again the controversial LIV tour hangs over the event. The BBC's Ian Carter has more from Sawgrass. This is always one of the most eagerly anticipated of tournaments, the biggest in the men's game outside the four majors. A record $25 million is up for grabs, and with the top three in the world all having posted wins already this year, it's an enticing prospect. Indeed, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy will play together for the first two rounds. Last year's champion Cameron Smith is not here, the Open winner having switched to the rival breakaway Live Tour. He's one of 31 players who were here last year and are now competing on the Saudi Arabia-funded circuit. In cricket, the fourth and final match in the Test Series between India and Australia has just got underway before what's predicted to be a world-record crowd. The BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan has more details. Australian players are used to big stadiums like the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which currently boasts the record for attendance for a day of test cricket, 90,000 fans. But even they are awestruck by the mammoth Narendra Modi Stadium, named after the Indian Prime Minister, which has a 132,000 capacity. But how to fill it? Reports say just 20,000 of the tickets have been bought by fans. The other 80,000 have been snapped by the ruling BJP of Mr Modi. He will be in attendance along with his Australian counterpart Anthony Albanese. India leads the series 2-1. And a short time ago, Australia were 30 for no wicket in their first innings. Finally, new research indicates children learn the skills on which map reading is based at an earlier age than previously thought. What's thought to be the largest study of its kind indicates four-year-olds have the skills to use scale models to find objects in the real world. The BBC's Ristopuka reports. Children love maps, especially ones of buried treasure, but at what age are they able to read them? Psychologists tested almost 200 two- to five-year-olds to find out. They were shown a scale model of a room with a hidden but marked object in it and then asked to find the object in the real room. It was only when the children reached four that they were able to use the model as a map. They do this by recognising similar shapes, not by understanding the map as a representation, meaning map reading is a simpler skill than previously thought. And the weather forecast, mainly fine apart from rather low visibility in some areas. Rather warm this afternoon with light winds. The outlook visibility relatively low in the next few days and it'll still be rather warm during the daytime. Winds will strengthen from the north on Sunday night and it'll be slightly cooler in the mornings on Monday and Tuesday. Currently the observatory, it's 26 degrees Celsius, relative humidity just 58%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Newly qualified dentists may be required to work in the public sector in the latest move to ease a medical manpower crunch. There's support from patient advocates for a proposal to make it easier for nurses from outside the SAR to work here without taking exams. And an analyst says there's reason for optimism about loss-making Cathay Pacific as the mainland opens up and passenger traffic takes off. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fast and he's got to be fresh from the fight. I need, I need Lambert on Radio 3 and holding out for a hero. It's Thursday afternoon, says they Avo, it's 19 minutes past one. So in about five or six minutes, we're going to whiz off to Tokyo and catch up with Philippe Dovar, RTL France's man in Asia, for some Fabien Thibault and some Axel Red and some Franz Gall and stuff. This is Tessa Violet. That you've been a fan of me. See me in your fantasy Everything I got, I got working for me So eat that, peep that I'm the one to beat, yeah the beat. 